Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to episode 277 of the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy in Ann Arbor. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. Before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsors. First of all, we'd like to thank Colonial Surety Company Bonds and Insurance for bringing you this podcast. Whatever court bond you need, get a quote and purchase online at colonialsurety.com forward slash podcast. We'd also like to thank ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted, pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit ServeNow.com to learn more. And we want to mention that the second edition of our book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, is available on Amazon. Everyone agrees that collaboration is essential in today's world, but now more than ever, knowing the right tools will make all the difference. In our last episode, we had our friend Debbie Foster join us for a look back at legal technology in 2020. Now we look ahead to 2021. We aren't big believers of predictions on this show, especially after all the unpredictability of 2020, but we do have an annual tradition of sharing our own technology New Year's resolutions each year in our first episode of the year, and, and it's that time of year again. Tom, what's all on our agenda for this episode? Well, Dennis, in this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, we will indeed be sharing our technology resolutions for the coming year. In the second segment, we will talk about uh, what resolutions our podcast might have for 2021. And as usual, we'll finish up with our parting shots, that one tip website or observation that you can start to use the second that this podcast is over. But first up, New Year's Technology Resolutions, which is a, has become a longtime tradition on this podcast. We see in the legal technology field a lot of people saying, let's make predictions uh, for the coming year. Uh, but one, I'm lousy at predicting anything. Two, like you said, after a year like this, how can anybody predict anything ever again? I, I would predict it will be another year or so before people start to claim that, uh, that they saw the pandemic coming and things like that in 2020. What we don't see a lot of and what we think is important is rather than doing predictions, New Year's resolutions probably get a, a tough rap because nobody likes to keep them. But the idea of technology resolutions, um, it, it to me is a little bit different because these can be goals that benefit you that are easier than the, I'm going to lose weight or I'm, 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 I'm going to get that new job or something that's, that seems to be daunting and doesn't always be something that you, that you can achieve, but can be something that you actually, um, can get to, but if you don't, it's not the end of the world. So Dennis sometimes likes to avoid telling us how well he did on last year's resolutions, but I get the sneaking suspicion that this year might be different. So I, I'm going to start with that and say, what did you resolve in 2020? Then I'll talk about what I resolved and how well we both did. How did you do this past year, Dennis? Well, first of all, Tom, there, there was a pandemic, so we, we have to be realistic about our expectations. But I did go back uh, somewhat reluctantly to my last year's three 
uh, resolutions. My first was to revamp my whole tech stack. And I looked at that and I, I realized I, I just got a Mac Mini today. I changed, uh, so I'm moving from laptop to desktop focus, uh, new new big monitor, streamlined all my software and services. And, you know, I actually think I did that one. Uh, my second one was uh, I was going to focus on video production. And again, I, I took a look back and I said, I've done all these webcasts. I've, I've taught probably 60 or more hours of online classes uh, in, in the past year. Uh, done all these, learned Zoom and these other platforms. Um, I've actually, I, I did pretty well there too. And then my third one was simple automations. And I look, I'm, I'm doing if this, then that, text expander, keyboard maestro, some other things to automate things. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking, Tom, oh my God, I, I, I think I actually rocked all of my resolutions. Uh, how about you? Well, you know, it's funny, at the beginning of the year or, or throughout the year, we've heard that, you know, it's a pandemic year. People are all staying at home, and uh, staying at home means you have more time to attack the things that you ordinarily uh, wouldn't have time to do. Um, but what I didn't really think about when I made the resolutions is, as far as I was concerned, other than the fact that I didn't get to travel and that I didn't get to go anywhere on the weekends, the weekdays were pretty much the same for me. I mean, in a, in a, in a business where that wasn't really affected by the pandemic, it doesn't leave a lot of time to focus on resolutions. Uh, a little bit different. And that said, I did a decent job. My three resolutions were one, uh, to launch my blog uh, and and do some things around that. I finally, after forever, launched the blog. Whether it was successful or not, we're going to talk about here as, as one of my follow-up resolutions. Um, I launched a newsletter as part of that blog experiment, too, and we'll talk about that more in just a little bit. Um, so I would say that in terms of the resolution, I was successful. I launched the blog. I was going to get better at Power Automate and Power Apps. I would say uh, yes and no. We, um, at our work, we have learned how to deliver one of our key deliverables, record retention schedules, as a Power App, and I was part of developing that tool. So I definitely think I succeeded there. Personally, I didn't do a lot around it. I was more professionally, but that counts. Um, and then I think am I, in the in the work and getting ahead at work, I wanted to learn more about CCPA and privacy. This was a quiet year for for privacy. Um, I think that because of the pandemic, um, CCPA they they really haven't been enforcing it yet. Nobody was paying attention to it. But uh, you know, in November they passed the newest version of CCPA, the CPRA, which is going to take place in two years. Which if you thought. CCPA was bad. Just wait until CPRA comes around. I think that, uh, that this just wasn't the year for privacy. So even though I didn't get to do as much, I would say that uh, that uh, it really wasn't the year for me to do that. So I, I felt like uh, I did a decent job, even though I really didn't have time to focus on them. So I got to say that CCPA and the, and the hot focus on it seems like something that happened Five years ago, it was total blast from the past for me. Wait until they start enforcing it. They just haven't enforced it. Nobody's done anything about it. So if they if they ever enforce it, that's when it gets interesting. Well, we have to do contact tracing. So privacy is we're going to have to rethink it one more time. 
So let me also note that I had did one more small resolution of starting up a community on Mighty Networks, uh, which I've done. So, Tom, you were dancing a lot of victory dances uh, in the last episode, but I think in this department, I, I am the winner of winners. I think when it comes to resolutions, we're all our own winners, Dennis. And uh, so it's not that you can do better than me. It's just that uh, and when someone's retired and has time to do all sorts of things, uh, sometimes that makes it easier to accomplish those resolutions. But uh, I noticed you didn't have uh, losing gracefully on your resolutions. Maybe it'll be on the ones for this this year as you get prepared for me trouncing you next year. I'm not familiar with the concept. Uh, so I think 2020 really demonstrated something about resolutions and plans and all of these things, and, and especially the importance of experimentation, um, as we both talked about in, in how we kind of readjusted uh, what we had planned to do with technology. And in, in my case, I completely rethought my approach to hardware, software, and, and services, uh, making adjustments and even pivots. As as I've said, I just suddenly this year, all the decisions I had made in the past were based on uh, lots of travel and speaking and things like that changed. And, uh, and so the technology I was using that, that have changed. So we've Tom, I think, learned a, a bit over the years about technology resolutions, and um, and we usually we usually talk about that. So one of the big things is is smart goals, uh, which I always like to make you uh, say what smart what the smart acronym uh, stands for, so I don't have to kind of make it up as I go. So let's talk a little bit about smart goals and how they fit into into our resolution process. Well, smart goals are at the very least one way to make sure that whatever resolutions that you make, um, they're reasonable, that they're something that they're achievable for you. So a smart goal is one spe uh, specific. That means that it can't be vague. It has to be a specific goal that you have in mind. Um, it has to be measurable. You have to be able to measure it at the end of the year. How did I do this? How uh, you have to be able to say, yes, I did it or no, I didn't. Or in what at what degree did I do it? Um, achievable. It has to be something that you can get to. If you can't achieve it, uh, why make the resolution? Um, it has to be relevant. It can't be something that uh, doesn't apply to what you're working on. And in this in this context, it can't be not about technology um, and time bound. And we like to think that it's a resolution for the year. So hopefully you are making that resolution for something to happen within the course of the next year. So those are just the things to think about as you're setting your resolution that there are sort of the parameters to say, does it meet all of these? And if it does, then chances are it's a pretty decent resolution. And I think the smart approach really helps you avoid the the super vague uh, types of resolutions that, you know, like lose weight, the lose weight type things that are um, easy to fail at. Uh, so I've been using a three-part approach, uh, and that's, that's what we've used here, I think, last year and maybe years before that as well. So the first one is there is specific technology pain point that I'd like to alleviate or remove. Second, is there a new technology, a new skill, or a more advanced use of a technology that I'd like to learn? 
And third, is there something I can do to advance my career, accomplish more with technology, improve processes, or enhance client service? Tom, do you use a, a theme, or are we going to stick with my three-part theme? Well, ever since I heard your theme, I've liked it so much that I've tried to adopt it myself. So um, I'm happy to uh, to use the same theme, even though I think that my, my, my resolutions this year will not track to that theme exactly. Okay, so let me start with number one, which I put number one so I could take it from you, Tom, but this is our second brain project. Um, so I think that second brain project is, um, I've always conceived of it as a way to alleviate this pain I have of not being able to track all the things that I collect, the notes that I take, and then make them usable again. So our past podcasts and future podcasts on Second Brain Project, we'll talk about that. Uh, so that's going to be my primary focus. And I was thinking about SMART goals, and I thought, and this seems do, very doable to me, but it's also sort of ambitious. I think by the end of the year, I'd like to see that at least 80% of my new notes, uh, bookmarks, other things like that are actually going into this into the the second brain project um, on a fairly seamless basis and maybe 50 percent uh, I feel like it at a 50 percent rate I'm finding documents templates in two minutes or or less um, so those would be the types of specifics that I'll track to and then the other thing I want to do is more of a process approach to it to say I want to map out for each month of the year, what I want to work on and accomplish on the Second Brain Project for myself. And the fact that you t took it from me first doesn't mean that I can't take it for myself for my first uh, resolution, because I think it, for both of us, it's important. It's something that we're both working on. Um, it's something that we're recording podcasts on. So um, there are multiple, many reasons why we want to, uh, want, why it should be one of our resolutions. I think that for me, my, the what makes it specific for me is I want to be better at how we've already announced this at be better at how to use notion what's interesting about notion is it's not like evernote that we would have used before we can't just throw something in there and there it is and it's there it is a very powerful multifaceted tool that many would say is too complicated it tries to be too many things um, that said there are so many different things you can do with it I want to fully understand all the things that it can do. I'm I, Right now, I have quite a bit that's organized in there, but I feel like I'm limited. I feel like I've, I'm not pushing the boundaries of what I could be doing. One of the things that uh, that a lot of people use Notion for that I'm not, that I'm probably not going to do is a lot of people use it for task management. Um, and I feel like, why would I set up a manual task management system in there uh, rather than use the good automated one that I use with Todoist? But I am intrigued by the notion of using tools like Notion for project management or managing the types of things that I want to do, the, the, the goals that I have throughout the year. Um, so I'm interested in that. I think that that's kind of where I want to focus my second brain effort is to get really good at the tool so that by the end of the year, I'm confident in how I plan to, uh, how I plan to get information in there, how I plan to access it, and the the, the automation that I plan to use within Notion in order to, to keep it maintained and keep, get to the stuff I need to get to when I need to get to it. So my second one is to, to really level up on video production. Um, 
and and online education and online skills. So those three parts, uh, which are all to me pieces of video. So presentation, presence, facilitation, and then I think uh, video editing. And so. The way I'm going to do that is uh, really work on a video uh, studio setup, look at some online facilitation courses, and just get in a lot of practice and uh, experiments, uh, which, you know, teaching uh, several online classes um, is going to, and uh, and I'll probably be putting on some webinars as well, um, I think will will help with that. But that's, that's sort of the approach. And, and Tom, we talked about this a while back at the notion that I feel like uh, my home office is probably going to become a video studio that I also work in. And that is a theme for me for 2021. So my second one, I'm going to have to make a confession, and that is that I am not really happy with my online presence. I did achieve the the, the goal of launching a blog this past year. Um, I launched a newsletter. I really enjoyed putting the newsletter together, um, but I didn't get the level of engagement that I really expected. And so I'm taking a step back, and I'm and I and, and I want to spend 2021 figuring out what my best approach is um, for an online presence. You know, I've been out of the legal technology field officially for a number of years. I'm, I'm legal tech adjacent at this point. And so I feel like there's lots of people who can talk about legal technology much better. I would point you to those people much better. But I feel like where I offer where I offer a lawyer's benefit is to talk to them about standard technology that they use every day that wouldn't be strictly legal technology, about the phones they use, about the password managers they use, about the different tools, about Notion, things that are more consumer related. I just feel like I'm not really hitting my stride. So my goal is going to be to figure out is the blog the right thing to do? Is the newsletter the right thing? Do I need to do courses like everybody else is doing? Do I, what should I pour into video? And I'll talk about video in a little bit more, but I need to figure out what that content is and what it is and the best way to deliver it. And uh, part of my problem is, is that for me, this is a side gig. I mean, I have a full-time job. And um, when you have a full-time job, it's hard to do some of these resolutions um, on the side because you just don't have time to do it. But that's, that's where I plan to go to say kind of it's my passion where should my passion lie online in 2021 and my third one which is uh using technology to advance your career and and related things i think i'm going to choose actually i'm because we're on the podcast i am going to choose virtual reality um the context will be uh michigan state university center for law technology and innovation uh where i'm the interim director um, in the spring, I, I want to try to do a virtual reality in the practice of law uh, online uh, education event. Uh, so that will be uh, the goal. And then I think otherwise in VR, uh, I just want to do a lot of experimenting and maybe try to do um, so, sort of like one unique VR experience a month that I wouldn't otherwise do. I mean, I, I've talked about my experience, the skin diving virtual reality thing with the hammerhead shark 
uh, swimming, swimming over me. I talked about my uh, sense of wooziness on the top of the Matterhorn. Uh, but I think there's uh, virtual reality allows you to, to kind of try some different experiences um, that you probably can't do uh, these days physically anymore. And even if you could do them, you might be a little bit uh, scared to do those. So, so VR will be uh, resolution number three for me time. So I was thinking about what I should do for work. And, you know, it was a little bit hard this year because um, there's not been much that, that has come up that needs doing right now. So I'm, I'm focusing on things that would help my team a little bit more and, and some that would help clients. Um, one is finally getting to use the workflows within Microsoft 365 um, to be able to have things happen automatically. Right now, just for example, our sales process where we review we review proposals and send them out to clients um, goes between three or four different people all by email, all a terrible process, all very clunky and time consuming. And we're finally putting together, I finally want to put together something that is an easy workflow where we all get things in line and it is all very seamless and it's all collaborative and we're all using the same document. I want to, I want to get better at those types of workflows among the team. Um, the second thing is, is that I want to get better at um, sort of being an Excel power user. We produce deliverables for our clients that are often in an Excel worksheet and they're very simple. And I just came across someone who works for one of our clients who use these formulas to just do amazing magical things to be able to call up information that tr previously we, we wouldn't find a, a good way to do it. I want to learn to do that a little bit better so that I can deliver those types of products better to the clients who want them in Excel, although Excel is not my preferred way of doing it. Some enjoy having it that way. I want it to be as professional as possible, so I'm going to be trying to learn those tricks to, to make them uh, uh, even more valuable. So we always like to talk about uh, like some smallish resolutions. So sort of like the uh, the small ones are small one in addition to the big three. So I jotted down here, Tom, that I want to learn enough about Microsoft Teams and the whole Microsoft 365 suite to actually impress you, um, which is a big, big target for me. And then um, I'm definitely going to be working on upping my game in Mighty Networks and the communities and the, the online courses I'm putting together. How about you, Tom? Well, so even though this is really not a small resolution, I really need to get better with with video. Part of, and I this may be an excuse, but uh, my office is really not conducive to setting up a video studio type atmosphere. And so, four months ago, I bought a very nice desk that would I'm gonna pull all this furniture out of this room, get rid of it, put this new desk in, and have a a better, more efficient better workflow for, uh, for, for, for doing videos. And it's not here yet. It's taken forever. It's killing me and I don't know what's going on. I may be using that as an excuse, but I need to get better at video. I need to finally set that up. So to me, that's a small win if I can just get that desk and kind of set everything up finally. And then the other thing I want to do is, is I, it, it occurred to me the other day that I had subscriptions. I just get charged for, for a software tool that I bought that I never have used in the past year. So I'm going to actually take a look at all 
all those subscriptions that I did over the past year, whether it's an email, whether it's uh, whether it's something else, but something I might be paying money for. And there are a couple of services that can keep track of these for you. But I'm going to take a look at those over the coming year and get better about it and say, do I, you know, maybe do a Marie Kondo and say, does this does this service spark joy for me? Um, and get rid of the ones that I don't need, save some money, and uh, and simplify the tools set that I that I might have accessed at some point in the past, but don't anymore. Yeah, that's a great one, Tom. I suggest I've suggested that to a number of people. Like, why? Uh, and this is, I think, part of that cable cutting thing too. Is that you're trying to say, what is this? What are these monthly things? And why am I just paying this amount per month? Like, if I just look at it, what cuts can I actually make? And can I kind of rationalize this? And so that was part of my revamping my tech stack. So I don't know, Tom, I think that um, I don't know that I'll do as well as a, a next year as I did this year. But uh, but I think the smart the, the having three goals um, using the smart goals approach, uh, breaking them into chunks, I, I think really up uh, my chances and everyone else's uh, chances. So how are you how are you feeling about uh, either my chances or your chances? Well, I mean, you've been rocking it, so I feel very bullish on your chances. I'm happy that I have resolutions that I know that I want to do. They're not necessarily things that I have to do, although to a certain extent I, I do have to do one or two of them, but I actually want to do them, and I think that makes hopefully increases my chances of success. Uh, but we'll see. Who knows what is coming in this year and what comes what what's happening from a work standpoint and and whether I can uh, whether I can, you know, balance the that work and 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 second passion between the uh, the two this year to see what happens. I'm I'm hopeful, but uh, we'll check back a year from now and see what happens. And then let's just challenge our listeners to do the same thing. What uh, what are your resolutions? Uh, we're happy if you share them with us, of course. But um, we just think this is a great exercise. Like who, you know, anybody can predict the future these days. Um, there's no shortage of people trying to do that. But like what is it that you can actually do and accomplish in a, a targeted way it just makes a lot more sense than trying to, to guess what's going to happen in in the future. And with that, let's take a quick break for a message from our sponsors. Wish you could get a quote and purchase an appeal, trustee, estate, or any other court or fiduciary bond quickly online? Colonial Surety Company has every bond you need and is a direct insurer that's U.S. Treasury listed, licensed in all 50 states and territories, and rated A excellent by AM Best so you can be confident it's a trusted resource. Get started at colonialsurety.com forward slash podcast. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry, connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. And now let's get back to the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. We also wanted to create some resolutions for the podcast itself. So let me throw out a few starter ideas and Tom can react and add to the list. Uh, so 
I'll let Tom talk a bit more about this, but I, I think a good resolution for the podcast would be to do a new version of our collaboration tools book because collaboration tools have never been more important. So uh, there might be something coming along. I think we can achieve that resolution, actually. Even more guests. The guest experience has been wildly successful. Just Great, great guests, great shows uh, this year. So uh, it took a long time for time to convince me, but I like that. Uh, we do want to get audience questions into our second segment, this B segment, and I want to build on our team success. Uh, Tom, I, this may shock you, but maybe we drop Zoom for our actual calls we're on for our podcast and use Teams. And then my, my usual... Uh, I think this actually comes from the podcast itself, not not me, uh, but to convince the Legal Talk Network to do uh, uh, podcast T-shirts and stuff like, uh, you know, travel mugs and those kinds of things for the podcast. How about you, Tom? Well, you know, I'm not sure that I can uh, I'm not sure that I can find a better anything uh, add to that list to make it any better. I guess the one resolution that I might have for this podcast that is probably sacrilege for me to say it out loud is that if we could maybe get to the 30 minute podcast, that would be the holy grail. And I'd love to get there. We're trying. But as I'm looking here at the timer and we're just now passing the 30 minute mark, Oops, that'll have to be a resolution for 2021. Um, Dennis, just let us in on the secret. Um, we are indeed working on a new version of the Collaboration Tools book, a work-from-home version. Um, so we're excited about that, and we hope you will be too. We'll tell you more about it in coming episodes. I would say that uh, we stand a better chance of convincing the Legal Talk Network to do t-shirts if they do it for all the podcasts, because I know that I would love an Adriana Linares t-shirt. I would wear that in a, in a heartbeat. And so... Uh, all I can say is uh, if you're going to do it for us, you should do it for all the hosts. Um, but I think that that is also a resolution worthy of carrying over into 2021. So now it's time for our parting shots. That one tip, website, or observation you can use the second this podcast ends. Tom, take it away. I have um, I have two, sort of two and a half um, quick ones, and they're all just pure fun. Um, the first one is to go out to Google, or just to Google, I'll, I'll put a link in it, and find the Blob Opera. The Blob Opera is, two, is four little blobs that you can manipulate with your fingers and go up and down and back and forth, and they change notes, and they become a choir, and they sing in harmony, and it is just amazing fun to sit there for I sat there for 30 minutes just making them make noise and it was so much fun to do um, they're singing Christmas songs right now if you're if, if you're listening to this around the holidays um, otherwise they're there for the for, for you to, to make anything you can even record them singing something the other thing the tech tool that I recommend is something I've been using here for a couple of weeks now I recently purchased a subscription to tea runners um, where they send me four or five bags of different kinds of teas every month um, to try out. And I realized in drinking tea that my tea gets cold very quickly. And so I'm using the new Ember mug, E-M-B-E-R. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, it's a smart mug. Um, it's something that you put on a coaster. You can control it with an app where it will go to the exact temperature, whether you have green tea or black tea, it'll keep it at that temperature for as long as you want to, as long as it's on the coaster. It does run by battery. So it has a 90 minute battery life outside of the coaster, but I am amazed at how good it is at holding the, t the the heat of that tea. I see the steam coming off the tea an hour after I've after I poured it out of the tea kettle. Um, it's just a great, great thing. It is helping me to start drinking more tea. I'm enjoying it a lot. The Ember Mug. 
I would totally go for an ember mug uh, with an LTN logo. I wouldn't even have to be uh, our podcast logo. That's an awesome idea. Uh, I, I was just thinking time that we did about 30 minutes on the Ember mug before we started recording this podcast. <laughs> but the, anyway, so I have a couple of plugs uh, for and, and then then one actual uh, parting shot suggestion. So uh, I did a couple of, uh, of online courses in the latter part of the year. So one is on personal quarterly offsites, uh, and this is the time to do one of those. Uh, the other is uh, on LinkedIn Essentials that Allison Shields and I did those are both available on uh, my mighty network site the, with for the uh, Kennedy Idea Propulsion Laboratory. I'm also doing this cool new online innovation course uh, that you can find more uh, about at exponential.legal. Um, and the one thing I want to recommend is I love uh, soundscapes in ambient playlists and trying to figure out a good way to do it because I don't like to wear headphones all day long. Um, but I have these little uh, creative speakers. They're little round speakers, and it comes with a, a subwoofer, and they get excellent reviews, and they sound great, and they're only $39. And combining those with the either Apple Music, Spotify, whatever, ambient playlists just gives you like a, a really nice vibe to your workspace and really helps with your home office. So uh, these little creative uh, uh, speakers uh, with a subwoofer. And so that wraps it up for this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. You can find show notes for this episode on the Legal Talk Network's page for this podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or on the Legal Talk Network site where you can find archives of all of our previous shows along with transcripts. If you'd like to get in touch with us, remember you can always reach out to us on LinkedIn or, as Dennis said earlier, leave us a voicemail. We love to get voicemails for our B segment. That number is 720-441-6820. So until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy, and you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report, a podcast on legal technology with an internet focus. If you like what you heard today, please rate us an Apple podcast, and we'll see you next time in a new year for another episode of the Kennedy Mile Report on the Legal Talk Network. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, only on the Legal Talk Network.